Hi everyone. Welcome to those who are returning as well as who are new to this show. I am Harith Pulsidas, your host to this show. We will begin this new episode from one of the burning topic of the day, Australia's hellfire and its best kept secret. Today we will discuss what could be the greatest calamity that we are seeing in the entire history of mankind. How better holistic natural resource management can prevent such disasters from happening in, in the future. When I say holistic, it has a special meaning. We will come to that a little bit later. But let us jump straight into the topic. Wildfires are still raging in Australia. The particulate emissions from the fires have spread everywhere. The whole world is now impacted by this wildfire, which is going on since July last year. Close to 50 million acres of forest have been burned in Australia by now. What is very important is the fact that 1 billion animals are estimated to have died. And in the human history, can you think of another disaster that could be similar? A disaster which has killed 1 billion animals. Experts blame the extreme hot and dry weather for this calamity. Increasing load of carbon dioxide and other greenhouse gases in the atmosphere is pushing up the temperatures everywhere. Last decade has been the hottest decade in our recorded history. And 2019 was the second hottest year in our recorded history. Australia now is a generally hot continent. It is natural that Australia is suffering the most today. But the whole planet is being impacted by the smoke and particulate emissions from Australia. The air we breathe everywhere in the world now will have a contribution from the emissions that are being thrown out from this forest fire. Fossil fuels like coal and natural gas are the backbone of Australian economy. And these fossil fuels are blamed as a cause of this calamity. Stopping coal and gas business will see Australian economy collapsing. However, Australia do have an answer, which could help Australia arrest global warming. And it is Australia's best kept secret. We will go briefly into that. But first, we will discuss about why forests are important and how forest fires are going to be a serious matter in the future. Forests are an important part of the natural capital of this planet. It is one of the important resources which we use to derive economic benefits. Forests of the world estimate a total of about 10 billion acres. And that is 30% of all land. Forests account for 75% of the gross primary production of 
Earth's biosphere and contain 80% of Earth plant biomass. All the wildlife we see, especially the major larger animals, are today seen either in zoos in a limited manner, but major part of these animals live in our forest. But forests are very important to the human society. Forest sector contribute about $600 billion to the world economy directly and a total contribution of more than $1,300 billion to the world GDP. The global forest cover directly employs more than 20 million people and through secondary jobs it supports another 50 million people. Forest provide what is known as very critical ecosystem services to the planet. Forest is a global sink of carbon. It absorbs more carbon from the atmosphere than it releases. Forests take carbon dioxide at a rate which reduces total carbon load of the atmosphere. In all the forests of the world, tropical, temperate, boreal, all together, approximately 31% of the carbon stock is stored. In biomass, 69% in the soil. The Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change said that a sustainable forest management strategy aimed at maintaining or increasing forest carbon stocks while producing an annual sustained yield of timber, fiber or energy from the forest will generate the largest sustained mitigation benefit. Sustainable management practices keep forest growing at a higher rate over the potential long period of time, thus providing net capture of carbon and in addition a large increase of unmanaged forest cover also. From this basic facts about forest, let us go into how 2019 turned to be the worst year for forests and the global environment. 2019 saw some of the, the largest wildfires all over the world. For example, in United States, about 50,000 wildfires scorched over 5 million acres of land, mostly in California in 2019. Brazil has a large part of the Amazon forest cover, one of the largest forest systems of the, the world. And this Amazon forest saw the largest increase of forest fires this sea. There were even more fires in the other parts of Brazil, which are not part of the Amazon, in Cerrado Savanna of the grasslands, which is one of the most diverse areas of the world, suffered large-scale bushfire this year. The Brazilian wetlands, the world's largest tropical wetlands, did not escape from forest fires. The Pantanal, which is a tropical wetland in Brazil, went up in flame. The system also extends into Bolivia and Paraguay. 
the number of fires there broke all records this year with over 8000 fires some 1.2 billion hectares of forest was destroyed in bolivia alone from forest to wetlands let us go to the coldest parts of the planet the siberia within the arctic circle one of the coldest regions in the world saw fires burning hundreds of fires over 3 months destroyed more than 6.5 million hectares of forest across alaska in us 400 wildfires were seen in 2019 greenland and canada also did not escape from this place coming to southeast asia brunei indonesia malaysia the philippines singapore thailand and vietnam saw a number of forest fires in 2019 month long forest fires in indonesian region of sumatra and borneo destroyed large areas in in their forest over 40000 hectares already endangered orangutans were killed in large numbers and those who survived will now have a vastly reduced habitat the carbon rich peat under the forest roots makes the fires particularly hard to extinguish over 700 million tons of carbon dioxide was released to the atmosphere through this southeast asian fires and it created a haze which was hanging over all these countries for months together 2019 saw an escalation of forest fires let us see why these forest fires are important and how they are going to do more and more damage as we go into the future wildfires began soon after the appearance of terrestrial plant more than 400 million years ago we have evidence of forest fires happening for the last 400 or more years and with this plant cover coming up as a major distinguishing feature of earth which gives planet green bluish green appearance blue for the oceans and green for the land cover earth has intrinsically become an flammable planet owing to the carbon rich vegetation seasonal dry climate atmospheric oxygen and widespread lightning and volcanic ignitions so we cannot escape from wildfires and wildfires can cause damage to property human life and destroy a lot of flora and fauna even then wildfires may be beneficial to the vegetation animals and ecosystem that have evolved with fire high severity wildfires create complex early forest habitat which often has higher species richness and diversity than unburned old forests many plant species depend on the effect of fire to grow and reproduce forests are carbon sinks as i've told and it can absorb carbon emitted from the fires in a few years so forest fires in a small scale do give more benefits than they cause harm but when wildfires are becoming severe like the ones which we saw in 
a natural balance is being tipped. Then the net benefits from the forest fires will diminish and we will see a net of negative impacts. We can look into Australian wildfires, which are the worst we have seen anywhere in the world. So, as I mentioned, over 50 million acres of forest was burned and we are estimating 1 million animals perishing from this wildfire. The forest fires in, in 2019-2020 were of particularly high intensity. So the reason for this very high intense fires are due to the drought and searing temperatures and dry winds that Australia is seeing in the recent past. These Australian fires, as I've said, are very intense fires causing intense heat. And there were about 20 fire storms that were recorded during the past few months, starting from July 2019. These were unusual weather situation where we saw these forest fires fueled from thunderstorm over the months. Strong winds from these thunderstorms can fan the fires into large areas of raging infernos. One is particularly noticeable in these Australian wildfires where what is known as emperor storms. That is, winds blowing emperors even 30 kilometers away from the from the fires into other areas and causing more bush fires there. This intense heat caused by the forest fires is also producing what is known as pyrocumulus clouds, which produce dry lightning that ignites new fires. Smoke particles from the fires have spread into the Pacific Ocean and now is spreading into the entire world. What is the impact of this bushfire season in Australia? One is the notable intensity compared to all the previous wildfire season. Forest fires have destroyed about 6,000 buildings, which include some 2,000 homes, and has killed less than 30 people as of today. But over 1 billion animals are estimated to have perished. It will be hard to estimate the eventual economic cost of these fires. But people have started doing some back-of-the-envelope calculation. And they are estimating that Australia could be losing something like 100 billion Australian dollars due to this calamity. These forest fires will cripple consumer confidence and harm industries such as farming and tourism. And as I have told, a large-scale death of wild animals. In addition, there is loss of life, human life, homes, properties, domestic animals. And we are also seeing 
people living homeless traumatized without access to electricity telecommunications and in some cases even drinking water bushfires are producing particulate matter pollution airborne particles that are small enough to enter and damage human lung tissue in december 2019 the air quality index around the suburbs of sydney hit 2500 which is more than 12 times the hazardous level of 200 the level of fine particle matters known and measured globally as pm 2.5 around sydney was measured at 734 micrograms or equivalent to 37 cigarettes on 1st of january 2020 the air quality index around the suburbs of canberra was measured at 4650 or more than 25 times the hazardous level it peaked at around of 7700 so this is creating an large scale impact into the populated areas of australia but the impact is also now being felt worldwide the smoke from australia's wildfires are now being pulled into the stratosphere and it is expected to to have at least one full circuit around the globe so all of us will be feeling and touching this wild fire what are the causes of this wild fire or similar wild fires which are happening all over the world if you come to australia this crisis was due to the ongoing eastern australian drought which is seen as one of the severe drought on record this is also added by the diminished rainfall recorded in the eastern australia the average temperatures were having a rise during this season and the last 36 months or so saw very high temperatures very high average temp- monthly temperatures in australia where these fires are raging now so the combination of heat and drought caused critical low fuel moisture content kind of underlying dryness of the forest which created an exceptional situation for high fire danger if you see the climate of australia it has warmed by more than 1 degree celsius over the past century and with this 1 degree celsius we are seeing an increase in frequency and intensity of the heat wave and droughts so this is what has fueled this forest fire in 2019 this high intensity and frequency of heat wave eight of australia's 10 warmest years on record have occurred since 2005 and a study in 2018 conducted by melbourne university found that major droughts of the 20th century and early 21st century in southern australia are likely without precedent over the past 400 years 
Across the country, average summer temperatures have increased, leading to record-breaking hot weather. And early summer of 2019 has been the hottest on record. 2019 was also Australia's driest year ever since 1900. And rainfall was 40% lower than average. Let us have a systems thinking analysis of these forest fires. These wildfires are burning with such intensity that they are working contained small-scale weather system, as I have previously mentioned. Thunderstorms triggered by the atmospheric disturbances are creating feedback loop. First, it may seem as a relief in, in the form of raindrops that are coming from the thunderstorms, which are created by the wildfire fueled atmospheric disturbances. But instead, bolts of lightning can strike nearby trees and spread the fire even further than before. These wildfires pump vast amounts of CO2 into the atmosphere, so heating up the planet in the short term, which further creates rise in temperature globally and also fuels other weather systems which contribute to increase in firestorms. So we have estimated that large-scale fire like what we, we are seeing now in Australia can take at least a century for the forest to recover. As we have discussed earlier, forests are natural sinks of carbon dioxide. It is estimated that instead of going for a costly renewable energy transition, if the world can grow additional 1 trillion trees, it can suck up all the carbon dioxide that is there in the atmosphere. So these bushfires have emitted a lot of carbon dioxide into the atmosphere by now, and it has increased Australia's contribution to the global greenhouse gas emissions, and it is increasing the problems associated with global warming. Climate studies show that conditions which promote extreme wildfires in Australia will only get worse and worse in the future, and it will create more and more greenhouse gases that will be added to that cost. The current fires till now have released about 350 million tons of carbon dioxide, which is about two-thirds of Australia's average annual carbon dioxide emission, which stands currently at 530 million tons as of 2017. And just in the last three months of forest fires, 350 million tons of carbon dioxide have been added to this budget. And as I've told, the forest will take more than 100 years to recover and become carbon, net carbon sinks. And in the next century, we will see large part of Australian forest which has suffered this wildfire will be 
actually emitting more carbon dioxide than it is absorbing. With this wildfires, we also saw a lot of politics happening around Australia. Thousands of protesters took to streets across Australia calling for action on climate change and an adequate response to bushfire crisis. A lot of false and fake news were also circulating and some of these false news have attributed arsonist as a cause of forest fires. And there was also an acquisition leveled against environmentalists like the Australian Greens who were said to have topped the early fire management efforts like having controlled burning. Some of the false tag operations deliberately said that Greens have deliberately started the fires to highlight the problem of climate change. Some of these fake news sources have attributed ISIS as a source of the forest fires. And many other sources have said that this will bring benefits to the the Australian economy, like opening up tracks through which they can have high-speed rail connections, etc. Firefighting was not at its best in Australia, because Australia depends a lot on volunteer firefighters. And with this large season of forest fires, starting from July last year and continuing till date, it is a huge season which has left all the volunteers totally exhausted. In the world in general, the resources to suppress forest fires are now stretched dangerously thin. The way in which the firefighting is addressed has not changed a lot in the last 100 years. And firefighting is still more of a quilt than a profession. It requires intensive training and even apprenticeships, and it can soak up a lot of time and money. And with volunteer firefighters, situation can become extremely difficult. In the past, people used to be prepared for fire seasons. But it seems we don't have a season anymore. Fires can happen any time in the year. It can happen in the dry forest with warm temperatures like in Australia or in the wetlands in Brazil or in the cold climate of the Arctic, Siberia, Alaska, Greenland or Canada. Moreover, there is very little resources spent on educating communities on the dangers of forest fires on how to prepare the families in case of forest fires happening in their neighborhood. So these are some of the things which could be improved, but still the way we are seeing Australian fire today, we think that these are all going to be a very difficult task in the future. The prevention is a better option than fighting these fires with whatever new technologies we can develop. Better forest management which includes controlled burns, which are practiced today, will be necessary into the future. But we have to think about some kind of artificial forest 
fire barriers to be created at points where it is possible. Huge amount of mining waste are available with us. In a country like Australia, they have to deal with large amounts of mining waste. It is a mining-rich country, so they have a lot of mining waste for which they don't have any use. Plus, the coal ash, which is the residue from burning coal to create electricity, and uh, many other sludges like red mud, which comes from aluminium industry, etc., are lying around in Australia and the rest of the world. We have a lot of wastewater, which we are evaporating and pumping into the atmosphere. We can use these materials, these resources, to create some kind of systems that can create a barrier to fires from progressing. Nobody has thought much about this so far, but it is high time we start thinking about it. There could be some minimum changes into the natural forest ecosystem, which does not create much havoc to the movement of wild animals, etc., but we can target barren patches for creating fire retarding barriers. Maybe we can think about cloud seeding to bring showers where it is required. So these are some of the things which uh, the world has to think in an integrated, holistic way to react to this kind of terrific wildfires that are going to happen in the future. Now I will come to why these fires has ignited a lot of political debate. And one reason is that Australia is the largest per capita emitter of CO2. Australia is generally seen as a free rider of the climate action world. Every year, $50 billion worth of coal and $35 billion worth of gas are exported from Australia. And these exports make the backbone of Australian economy. Because of this, Australian economy remained very robust when most of the other countries had economic troubles. Australia generally escaped unscathed. But today, fires are licking and we are seeing a soft underbelly for Australia. If you look at uh, Australia's primary energy consumption, it is dominated by coal, about 40%. Oil, about 34%, and gas, 22%. Electric genera- uh, electricity generation in Australia is from fossil fuel. So this is why Australia is called the free rider of the climate action world. When every country is trying to do something about its energy mix, trying to transform into a cleaner energy sources like renewable, solar, wind, etc., Australia is still having 90, over 90% dependency on fossil fuel. And most of the dependency is still on the 30th coal. But here is Australia's secret. Australia is home to about 50% of the world's uranium resources. About half the world's uranium resources is in Australia. And uranium is the best source of clean energy. Australia is also the largest producer of uranium. It mines uranium and sells it to other countries like France, Europe, the rest of Europe, 
US, China, and many other countries. But Australia doesn't use uranium for their own energy generation. It doesn't have a single nuclear plant. So why doesn't Australia depend on nuclear energy, which we all know is low carbon or zero carbon? And why it is depending so much on very dirty coal, natural gas and oil? This is because of the irrational fear of nuclear energy. Despite having the brightest people, Australians are generally fearful of nuclear energy. This is not uncommon. Many of you who are listening this now may have similar fears. But what is to be done is to have an evidence-based judgment regarding nuclear energy. If you do that, we can understand that there is no way we can turn our backs to nuclear energy in this highly climate-constrained world. Nuclear energy is an essential part of the solution to climate change. It is true that nuclear energy had a few accidents in the past, but these accidents are not in any way comparable to the havoc fossil fuels are now creating around the globe, which is seen in this blazing forest fire, intense forest fire. But if you take coal, which is one of the important sources of energy over for most of the world, coal can be t- seen as a silent killer. It kills over 800,000 people every year. So can you imagine the, the size of havoc that coal is caused, which is not noticed by us? We easily notice the catastrophic accidents of Chernobyl and Fukushima created by the nuclear plants there, but we are unaware of the silent deaths which are happening around us. Coal has got other problems like coal ash, which is a waste, a toxic waste for which we have not thought of solutions. Plus, as we know, coal contributes to the global warming than any other single source. And with these wild fires, now we have to we have come to a stage where we have to rethink about coal. Now it cannot be eliminated completely overnight. The economy of a country like Australia and many other countries are dependent on coal mining and coal use. And we cannot just make a decision to do away with coal overnight. It takes a lot of money and a lot of efforts to do that. Rich countries like Germany has got programs to migrate away from coal, and that is going to happen several decades from now. And nothing is going to change today. 80% of our electric generation is from fossil fuels, and it is continuing to be like this even in 2050, going by the things that are afoot all over the world. So we are going to live in a fossil-rich world into the future, but we have solutions which we are not tapping into. And uranium from Australia is such a solution. If Australia and rest of the world have to escape from climate change, then it will have to embrace nuclear. 
the sooner australians realize this and rest of the world realizes this it will be good for australians as well as the rest of the world so that is all we have for this week next week i will be back with another bonding topic thank you all for listening resource cast we like to have your comments you can reach me at resource cast at the rate gmail.com you can also see this email in the show notes and also please don't forget to subscribe i hope to see you back very soon goodbye